Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the many blessings you've poured upon us this day. And now the blessed opportunity once again to get back in your word. Thank you so much as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Continuing our Bible studies made to Z in the word happiness. If you will turn to Isaiah in chapter 65. Here we see some more about the new creation and also about the millennial period. As it reads here in Isaiah chapter 65, picking up verse 17. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered, nor come into mind. So we know at the end of the millennial period that he's going to vaporize, melt even the elements themselves of all of the current creation, and create new heavens and a new earth. And also he gets into the reference to the millennial period as he continues. But be ye glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem a rejoicing and her people a joy. And I will rejoice in Jerusalem and joy in my people. And the voice of weeping shall be no more heard in her nor the voice of crime. There shall be no more thence an infant of days, nor an old man that hath not filled his days. For the child shall die at a hundred years old, but the sinner being a hundred years old shall be accursed. Now we know there's not going to be any death in eternity or in the new creation, so this is a reference to during the millennial period when he restores all things back to its perfection and the living conditions are going to be so great that it would be like the Old Testament where people would live eight, nine hundred years old would be considered old, but here you see even a child at a hundred would only be considered a child. Verse 21. And they shall build houses and inhabit them, and they shall plant vineyards and eat the fruit of them. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For as the days of a tree are the days of my people, and mine elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. This is also mentioned over in Matthew about going over into the joy of thy Lord. And speaking of the millennial period. They shall not labor in vain, nor bring forth for trouble, for they are the seed of the blessed of the Lord, and their offspring with them. And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer, and while they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together, and the lion shall eat straw like the bullock, and dust shall be the serpent's meat. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, saith the Lord. So the animals will be turned back to their original creation and their original nature and even their original diet where even the lion will be eating straw like the bullock. So we see more of the 
verses there pertaining to eternity and also to the millennial period, the wondrous things that, that we'll be able to enjoy. All right now, let's go back into Proverbs and look at some verses pertaining to being happy and happiness in Proverbs chapter 3. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy Presses shall burst out with new wine. My sons, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father the son in whom he delighteth. So we can see here that if we want to have the blessings from the Lord, we need to be attentive and obedient to his will. And we can find out His will by studying His Word and listening to the Holy Ghost and seeking the wisdom of God. As He says here in verse 13, Happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that getteth understanding. This wisdom and understanding is truth when you receive it from the Lord. There is the world's so-called wisdom and understanding, which is mostly of lies. But when you learn from the, the Lord, you are learning the truth. The wisdom of the Lord is truth. And when you have the truth and understand the truth, apply it properly and so forth, you will have this happiness that he's speaking of. Verse 13 again. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver, and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is every one that retaineth her. Speaking of wisdom and understanding, primarily the wisdom of God that gives us such joyfulness, gives us such happiness, gives us such contentment. The Lord is... By wisdom hath founded the earth, by understanding hath he established the heavens. By his knowledge the depths are broken up, and the clouds drop down the dew. 
My son, let not them depart from thine eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. I like here in verse 20 where he points out that the Lord is the one who takes care of the rain. He is in control of the weather, not us. As it continues, So shall they be life unto the soul and grace to thy neck. Then shalt thou walk in the way safely, and thy foot shall not stumble. When thou liest down, thou shalt, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, thou shalt lie down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. For the Lord shall be thy confidence, and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Withhold not good from them to whom it is due, when it is in the power of thine hand to do it. Say not unto thy neighbor, Go and come again, and tomorrow I will give when thou hast it by thee. Devise not evil against thy neighbor, seeing he dwelleth securely by thee. Strive not with a man without cause, if he have done thee no harm. Now see, he's getting into some of this wisdom that we can apply in our lives to keep peace with others around us, which that peace brings us happiness, as he continues. Envy thou not the oppressor, and choose none of his ways. For the froward is abomination to the Lord, but his secret is with the righteous. The curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked, but he blesseth the habitation of the just. Surely he scorneth the scorners, but he giveth grace unto the lowly. The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the promotion of fools. A little bit of wisdom there in the end of that. He tells us the value of wisdom, then he gives us a little bit of wisdom. As you continue, there's a lot of wisdom in the Proverbs, as well as the rest of the Word of God. Well, let's jump on over to... Proverbs chapter 14, one verse here, in verse 21. He that despiseth his neighbor sinneth, but he that hath mercy on the poor, happy is he. Another tidbit of wisdom there that can bring you happiness when you are displaying the great commandments of loving God with all your existence, and to love others as yourself. In that, you'll be looking out for others. You'll be helping others when you can. As it continues in Proverbs chapter 16, another verse here, verse 20. He that handleth a matter wisely shall find good, and whoso trusteth in the Lord, happy is he. Excellent point there. When you truly trust in the Lord, when you submit yourselves completely to the Lord, trusting that He's looking out for you, trusting that He can provide you with what you need and also what you want in the form of blessings and so forth that we can receive when we are obedient, when we are truly devoted to the Lord. All right, let's jump all the way on over to the New Testament now and look at some more awesome verses concerning joyfulness and happiness and gladness and rejoicing 
as we see in Matthew chapter 2, as the beginning of the Gospels with Mary giving birth to Jesus Christ and the Magi, the wise men, coming to see Jesus in chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with them. Why would they have been troubled? Well, Herod was troubled because he knew enough about the prophecies to know that his place wouldn't be as important anymore. He would be bumped down in his highfalutin position. And all of Jerusalem, as well as Herod, in another way, were concerned about it might cause some conflict with Rome. As it continues... And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he commanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel." Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when ye have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star, which they saw in the east, went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy, because they knew they were about to meet the Messiah. They knew that they are seeing the fulfillment of the prophecies that they had learned and trusted in, and seeing it revealed right in front of them was a joyous time. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh, rejoicing that they had been able to meet the Messiah. Their long journey, their quest, all the years of study and research and then seeing it fulfilled right in front of them that was a marvelous thing to experience and it brought great joy to them all right move on over to matthew chapter 5 now we see here where the lord is beginning to teach big groups and we can see where he's telling us that we can have joyfulness and happiness even in the hardest of times. In Matthew chapter 5, pick it up in verse 1 here, section known as the Beatitude or the Blessednesses. In chapter 5 reads, 
And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was said, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, And now he's going to teach us a bit of wisdom, a bit of understanding that brings us joyfulness, that brings us happiness, and also helps us deal with the things that are in this life. Verse 3, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. So we see we can rejoice in the persecution. We see that we will be blessed in our life. Blessings that we can enjoy in this life. And blessings that will roll over into the eternal state. So much to look forward to. And when we are out there in the world doing the will of the Lord and the devil rises up against us with his followers, persecutes us and accuses us falsely, we can rejoice in that. As I said there in in verse 11 again, Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. For great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. We have the examples of the prophets and the records of the Old Testament. And we have the records in the New Testament of the church being so horribly persecuted. And we see the increase of persecution around the world today. And especially in this country, we can see it firsthand with the uprise of more and more anti-Christian movements and government actions that are against God and His believers and followers. The anti-Christian movement is definitely on the increase in this country. So when you see it firsthand, we can rejoice and be exceedingly glad. For great is your reward. And when you're being persecuted, it's evident that you are displaying the fruits of a Christian. Otherwise, they wouldn't know to persecute you. So you can rejoice in that. And on over into Matthew chapter 25. Matthew 24 and 25 speaks of the last days. And in Matthew 25, he teaches us a parable concerning... Our service and our rewards and our responsibilities come 
time of the millennial period. When we can be judged for what we have done with what the Lord has given us and be rewarded accordingly. And that's what he's teaching here in Matthew chapter 25. Pick it up in verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same, and made them other five talents. And likewise he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he that had received five talents came and and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. That is our rewards and being able to take those and go over into the millennial period and serve the Lord even more there for a thousand years. That's what he's speaking of when he identifies it as the joy of thy Lord. And this will be given to those that are alive at that time to be able to go over into the millennial period. And those that are dead, that are asleep in Christ, when the millennial period begins, we're going to come down with the Lord right at the end of the tribulation period and be able to rule and reign with Jesus Christ for a thousand years, also being rewarded for what we did with what he blessed us with. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. So we need to look at everything the Lord has given us in our lives, the very breath that is within us. Did we use it to bring honor and glory to the Lord? Did we use it to multiply blessings for ourselves and especially for others? Did we multiply what the Lord has given us in a good way? Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew Thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid, and went, and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sow not, and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. The one talent is the very life that is within us. Everyone is given at least that. And we need to take our life and use it to multiply blessings to others. 
and up to the Lord. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him that hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. No happiness for the ones that are selfish, no happiness for the ones that are not serving the Lord, no happiness for those that trash everything the Lord has given them. Days of accountability, they are a-coming. All right, now we'll turn to Matthew in chapter 28. Here in Matthew chapter 28, we see the record of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, which is truly a glorious thing and truly something to be happy for because it gives us the example that we as Lord are going to be given a glorified body and be able to use that for eternity. In Matthew chapter 28, in the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. Of course, the sepulcher is the tomb where the Lord was laid after he was crucified. And on the third day, we see this unfolding here where he has risen. Reason, behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning, and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, Come, see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him. Lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulchre with fear and great joy, and did run to bring his disciples' word. You can imagine how excited they were to be able to see that empty tomb and be able to be told directly from the angels that the Lord is risen. And as they went to tell his disciples, Behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail. And they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then said Jesus unto them, Be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee, and there shall they see me. And that moment when they were able to see the risen Christ, the joyfulness, the happiness, would have just been uncontrollable. Now when they were going, behold, some of the watch came into the city and showed unto the chief priests all the things that were done. And when they were assembled with the elders and had taken counsel, they gave large money unto the soldiers, saying, Say ye, his disciples came by night and stole him away while we slept. Plotting and planning the lies right from the beginning, Satan working with his folks. And if this come to... The governor's ears, we will persuade him and secure you. So they took the money and did as they were taught. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews unto this day. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye, therefore, 
and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. From the birth of Jesus Christ, glorious happy times, to the resurrection of Jesus Christ, even more glorious and happy times. And we can all be happy in knowing that, like the Lord rose from that grave, that He is going to raise all of us, and that we are going to have a glorified body and be able to spend eternity with Him in that new creation that He spoke of earlier. So much to look forward to as Christians, and we can truly be happy because the Lord is right there with us through everything that we face, even those persecutions, those lies that come up against us. We can be happy in all of that. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh, so much for your word. It's so amazing when we can study this and we can bring that joyfulness to us and give us that hope and that anticipation of the fulfillment of the things that we read about. It is so amazing what we have to look forward to. And help us be encouraged to go out and share that with others as well, even with the increase of persecution that we're suffering in this country and around the world. We thank you oh, so much for allowing us to be a part of your work. As we pray in Jesus' precious holy name, amen. Thank you.